This is the user experience Hamburg Radio. Thanks for listening. show something that's completely analog and I uh, will try to show also where it comes from. Uh, there's a recent discussion now about who owns the city. Actually it should be a discussion, can be a discussion always, but it's just coming up now. Uh, because, uh, Regine and I, we talked about before, uh, the renting is becoming so expensive. It's, it's really simple. Um, <clears throat> connected to this um, astonishment about uh, that rent is getting expensive suddenly, and it's like ex nihilo, without a history or something, uh, there is coming up a, a movement called Right to the City, Recht auf Stadt. You know it in Hamburg very well, also I think in the Gängeviertel, it was part of the political statement to say Recht auf Stadt, which means we have a right to the city. Um, <clears throat> There's an interesting book that also was now translated uh, by David Harvey, uh, Rebel Cities, Rebellische Städte. And he then draws on this writer city and everything. To make it short, he says that uh, the way we claim the rights in the city has no content because we don't know what the city is. Okay, with the right, we maybe we, we refer to the human right, and we say, okay, this is time for a bill or something. A particular right to it. It belongs to everybody, every time. Like a human right is all the time there, you don't need a court or something. But we don't know what the city is. How can we say we have a right to the city if we don't know what this word city means? This then leads back to a philosopher who first coined the term. was Henri Lefebvre, and he coined it in uh, 67, and he wrote the book Droite à la Ville, Le Droite à la Ville. Actually, it was uh, written for the 100th birthday of the Capital, and um, in this book, he drew upon the fact that the city is kind of the place where the commodity form is coming to life at all. At that time it was completely new. It was the first one to say that. And actually, the most um, <clears throat> important chapter in this book is showing how the city became a commodity form, which we cannot go back after. I mean, this is not possible. If we say now, oh, I don't want to pay for rent, or we have to live free, it's totally naive totally naive, because um, with the city in the middle of the 19th century, the city becomes a commodity form, and ever since, the city is constituted by that. The example he gives is Hausmann, and the way Napoleon III used housing as a secondary uh, machine to accumulate capital. Uh, they had a financial crisis. The state had a financial crisis, so they needed money. The only way to get money was to gentrify the city from above, not from below, but from above. 
and that was the whole system that Baron Hausmann was inventing. It was not only a military thing, it was all also uh, economical thing. Now the first um, economist to write about that was Friedrich Engels. And uh, it is interesting also that Henri Lefebvre refers to Engels and he says that the whole capital of Marx wouldn't be possible without the descriptions of the cities by Engels. Uh, when uh, Engels wrote it, it was 25 years old, it was 1845. <clears throat> they hadn't even really met yet. But uh, I think uh, Marx was thrown out of Paris at the time and Engels was not calling him up or phoning him by iPhone email, but he was just uh, trying to contact him to say, mm, it's interesting what you are doing, the theories, but you have to check out England. You have to check that out. You have to see Manchester to see what's happening. And uh, <clears throat> then he takes him to a summer trip to Manchester and they start investigating and that's how then Marx decided to go to London and to write upon the Warenwertform, commodity form. <clears throat> this is just important because it's the basic uh, line of the whole discussion. Uh, I just want to, want to refer then to a book that just came out uh, in which I try to um, go back in this whole history and it's very uh, easy because the history really just has to go back to the where the Wohnungsfrage, it's the term, Wohnungsfrage, the question of housing is emerging in the middle of the 19th uh, century. <clears throat> in this book I have to, I, I made two archives. One is just the coming back of the Wohnungsfrage, which is now what we can see nowadays, and the history Städtebau, and here you see the dichotomy or things that are happening in the city because of a fight uh, about space. <clears throat> now, when you say this, we don't know what the city is, means this commodity form is uh, kind of creating different forms and the city is becoming a product, but at the same time, we don't know what a product is really when it is space, because we have never related product to space. <laughs> yeah? The great thing about Henri Lefebvre is, says, he turns the whole thing around. Now we say, oh, yeah, Raum ist ein Produkt, scheiße. Oder Helge Schneider sagt, ah, scheiße, dass der Mensch keine Ware ist, dann wäre er was wert. <laughs> so, it's a very naive thing. It's just turning it around and saying, great that it's a product, because it means then space is produced. If this is true, that space is produced, it's not a natural given. It's a very emancipatory thing, actually, to turn capitalism around and say, it's produced, okay, we produce space, but what does that mean then to the city if it is produced? It is not an object that we can have a view on it, like Chris says, it's, it's really true that the city will never give you a total view now. And that's a problem that uh, we are, uh, you are facing at the school, because the whole issue of representation and planning is under the basic bar line that you know the city as an object, that you can represent it as a totality. Otherwise, you are not a planner, still. So, in this sense, there's a huge problem. We don't even know talk about, or we don't know how to talk about where we live, because everybody now uses the word city. Stadt, oh, klar, weiß ich doch Bescheid. Da ist Pinneberg, hier ist Hamburger, but it's not true at all because it's a totality, it's more a principle on how we live. Now I show you some representations because um, in the late uh, 
times, there have been new representations of the city to show this totality, either with your helicopters, it's possible, uh, it's also possible with a hybrid way of representation. I just show this because it's uh, Rem Kohlhaas trying to show the Ruhrgebiet, for example. <coughs> this is another Rem Kohlhaas uh, card which is completely distorted. Now this is another card by Inner Weizmann, it's very distorted. Now this is uh, <coughs> by Atelier Bauer, very distorted. 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 Distorted means that subjectivity is in the representation. This is something that is not allowed. If you want to be objective, the subjectivity has to be out. out of it. <coughs> uh, this is a huge problem because how can we talk about uh, the city and be objective about it if the subjectivity is uh, now getting more and more important to show what the city is in an objective way. This leads back to the question of representation. I cannot read it all to you. I think, but it's just to see that representing means that you show something that is not here. It's the basic thing. If you show something that is not here, you need a kind of upbuild, a picture of what is. Now, uh, in, in late uh, science history, it's, it's normal to say that every picture you take, in every picture you take, there's a, a, a relationship that you have to the picture. This relationship that you have to the picture is always in the picture. It's something that Regina very show, showed very uh, good way. So that means that in every representation there's a subjective um, view in order to function. Um, to put it in a nutshell, Hacking, the scientist Hacking wrote, we represent and intervene, we represent in order to intervene, and we intervene in the light of representation. Means every representation needs an intervention. This is very different from, from as a, you, you know, normally you just go somewhere and try not to intervene, and just to look. To be ob objective as, as, you, as you can. And uh, the other way is just <clears throat> to say, just to relax about it, as a situationist. And the situationists were the first to do this. Uh, that tactic was to hang around. To hang around is one of the most difficult things to do. When we do it with the students, they, they get bored after 20 minutes hanging around. It's really horrible. Maybe you have to light up something or you have to drink something, but it's not uh, than hanging around. Hanging around really means hanging around, like in a Husserl-like epoche, you completely open up to what, the, what is, without any aim without any direction to to let things happen <laughs> to let the everyday happen because normally you don't see the everyday because you see thinking you need representations to represent the everyday which uh, pumps in the subjective uh, perspective in that way that it becomes dysfunctional because then you always think it's external space is somewhere there even if you're a system kubernetes it's still you say oh process no problem but you're still somewhere there with Heidegger, we know space is not there. It's always with me. So if I want to see space, I have to find a way um, to be subjective about it and uh, to accept the subject as the zero point of every representation. Uh, actually, it's even uh, more heavy <laughs> because uh, 
that the subject cannot see, as Chris said, we cannot see, is the foundation of seeing everything, because that's the, the, the void. The subject is the void of the representation. Um, in that case, then what I did in order to represent the Kolkata, that was the project I did, I tried to intervene uh, in, in, the, um, in the city, but as uh, Chris also is so pointed out, uh, intervention means that something comes to the people that they never expect. Sometimes it comes from the, um, it comes from above, but sometimes it really comes uh, in the street. So I want to see where I have it here. I hope I can, it comes now.
longer these injections, they ask what's happening. Yeah. I'm just staying here for one month ah. to do this project. Ah. I'm playing in different locations in uh, Kolkata. In Kolkata. Yeah. You love Kolkata? Yes. Oh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's become digital. for example, where you can go and have something written when you don't know how to write, for example. It's all in the street. Credit agreement. So, so, so same thing happens. It happens then on many different Okay, so this means that in order to make the, the research on the city, I had to intervene. Otherwise, it, it, it's really even more that lens that you got there. It's just not showing yourself. And you cannot, the, f the further you go away, the less you see. So what, you have, uh, and what I try to do is just to go in. <laughs> but really heavily going, so a lot of contacts are coming up. Um, so then you do the usual uh, research, you see how India grows, you see, you do the, um, and then you find out, okay, that 82% of the consumers buy on the street every day. Otherwise it's not possible because Kolkata is totally crowded. Now they are building all these shopping malls and it's impossible to get there. <laughs> it's impossible. Uh, so, <clears throat> The, 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 the Uno found out that the things that you get there are very healthy and a lot of variety of food you can get there. And now it's just uh, lately becoming a, a topic for the science too to check on the informal uh, economy. You see it's only 6% road space compared to 25 that we have in Europe. So you have to do something with it in an economic way. Okay, you have the everything, the hawkers. Now, interesting is that although 75 or 80 percent of the informal economy is happening on the street, it's a basic thing of the city, there is a local act from 97 which means it has been decided to declare any such encroachment by the hawkers, dollars are cognizable and non-bailable offense, which means we have to evict them. That was the planning idea. <laughs> they were planning, in the planning department, they said, we have to have nice, clean streets, get them away. Although the whole function is based on it. Now, 
then here you have to see that there was a, a court um, trouble and everything on the thing. Now what happened is that there was a, a crude eviction in the streets and then these hawkers united, they organized. Which is a good lesson, I think, for all the creative industry in Berlin, where the people are really self-exploiting themselves. I don't know how it is in Hamburg. And they are not organized at all, so they, they, they go for the last wages. They have no right at all. Now, these informal workers are totally organized. Now, the organization is called Hawker Shangram's Committee. And they fought for this right, and they went to the daily court bill, and so now they have this right. Now, it is impossible to get interview with them. It's impossible. If I were a sociologist or planner to go there to find out how they do it, I will never get interviewed because you don't see them. But it was just that I was intervening, that they said there is this crazy German guy. What is he doing? And then they, uh, we were talking, and I was trying to say, okay, I was trying to say this, the cultural production that was happening in the street. And they said, ah, oh, okay, so we get a different view on what uh, you have to come to our place. So this is where you see the, one of the heads of the. <coughs> Haka Shankar can we give an interview and giving all these kind of uh, documents and so on. Now here the, the woman who is responsible for this um, committee, now here are the hawker. And then the thing is, uh, <coughs> it's always possible to read in the book, it's, I don't have to read for you. Interesting is now pol police um, chief of Kolkata has a completely different view from, from top. Now it's impossible to get an interview with a uh, uh, police chief of Kolkata. You sit there for 12 days. But he heard about this crazy guy and he wanted to take a picture of me. But since he cannot go out to take a picture, I had to come to his office <laughs> to take a picture. So there was completely turn around because I was the object to view. I had the chance to pause it and say, okay, police chief, after you have taken the picture of me, it's no problem, you can put it on the internet too. But can I have an interview? Okay, since you're there anyway. <clears throat> so then uh, I did this typology, to, just to show the, the variety of what's happening in the street. It shows uh, the street eviction, the fight for the city. And here it becomes a legal right. And here it becomes a legal right in Kolkata itself. Here you have this. Okay, so to just sum it up, it, going back to hacking, we intervene to, in order to represent, and we represent in order to intervene, which means that, for example, something that is called maybe improvisation, which is something we think it's not worth anything, maybe, or maybe you could say improvisation is a rubbish of industrial society, maybe now with the urban society, this rubbish is recycled and becomes the foundation of how we find out what the city is at all. Thank you. I forgot to uh, warn you that uh, Christopher has his studies in philosophy, but it's such a weird way to kind of express um, this very complex thought that I think I'm still hoping for some questions for you.
Um, my, my question is uh, how is the, um, the new digital layer we are using in, uh, in the cities um, yeah, via different mobile devices and, and something else um, uh, yeah, fit in all these ideas of, uh, of the city? Is this, um, you, you first said the city is, the city is um, uh, chaotic and um, self-organizing and how, um, yeah, Welche Bedeutung hat die digitale Schicht, die wir alle nutzen? Um, I think the digital layer is just a representational layer. It's like writing a book or sending in Paris at the time when they were sending the Rohrpost to the whole thing. You just communicate very fast through the Rohrpost and you still have to live. That's, that's interesting if you go, for example, to uh, Emmanuel Levinas has uh, written uh, very beautifully about that. This, uh, mm, no matter how many layers of representation you lay on top of what you do, and no matter how complex it is. The question that comes through that is um, the question of universality and society, and what role you play as an individual in that number numbering of everything, counting everything. That, that, that's what it comes down. If you ask yourself what is digital, what is... It always it has to do with what the shit am I doing here? <laughs> what, what, what is this? And the more it gets distant, the more representations you have, the more distance and fremdung with marks you have. Now, the good news is that the living has still be done by you. Still. <laughs> no matter what happens. And I think this is very good news. No matter how many emails you get, or as Luc Besson, you say, I don't even get emails because I have somebody else who wants to not live, so he gets emails from me. Uh, so it's not meant as, as being digital to, uh, is something bad, not at all. It's, it's just neutral. It's always what you do with it and um, how you relate to it. Other questions? Actually, I would I would like to pose one. Mm -hmm. um, when you say planning is not possible anymore because we have we don't have the totality of um, of the city, by example, and um, starting with the intervention is then this kind of well production of space only negotiation negotiation between people how to use the street, how to build new buildings, how to kind of well, what's proper on, on the city street or not. You could say that, that means, or you could say then that it's a problem of relativism. Then everything is possible. Oh. Which was a 90s thing. Oh. But you know, so many people who in the 90s said, oh, so everything's possible now are really having a hard time paying the rent. I think there are still basic issues that have to be cleared before you negotiate. Because you have to know about what you negotiate, and a lot of times that negotiation is happening, especially in the streets or in the cities now, a lot of participation is happening. We have all these participation uh, programs since the 70s, especially the planners. In this participation progress, it's never a problem what they are talking about. That is already posed. The problem is already there. But I think first the question has to come, what is the problem? Mm -hmm.
it's not never asked. And I think there the negotiation has to start. And then you have a, a really fo foundational things that are true. They are still true. It's not all negotiable. There are true facts, which is our Weltverhältnis, for example. <clears throat> the fact that we live on Earth, wohnen, and things like that. The basic ways that are changing on how we see them, but still they are basic there. Funny enough, that's the next collision because uh, one of our architects from this exhibition I mentioned already said when uh, finishing her talk on favelas and how to kind of intervene, that actually with Bergson going, you have to find the problem rather than resolving it, which is maybe very close to what you just said. Well, I'm absolutely happy that you came, that you brought, uh, especially this Kolkata Vipra Funf piece, because I just know the versions that are crappy on the internet, and so this was clear quite experienced. Um, if there are not any other really pressing question, I would hand over the microphone then to Stefan, because he got the task of kind of coming to the concluding part stage of our format of conditions. Thanks, Martin. Thanks again. Um, okay, I will try my very best. Um, I think it's actually not possible to conclude on three great talks that we heard today. And uh, it was fantastic uh, to hear about the wide range of urban interventions. Um, and asking ourselves what we learned today or whether we solved our discussion, I don't think so, and even more interesting. We heard about so many clever projects and technologies and so on. We learned about uh, that creating pictures is quite an important thing, whether it's an analog picture or whether it's a technological produced pictures like Google Earth. There is technology, of course, in town producing pictures. Uh, it's also creating some dangers, of course. I don't want to think about what happens if advertisers are buying your technology. <laughs> but uh, apart from that very obvious criticism, I think there is a lot of potential in this whole thing. And of course, it was very impressive to hear the philosophical uh, point of view about what the town is and so on. So I would leave it there. And I hope you, you enjoyed uh, our little symposium here. And um, there should be some time. This is the user experience Hamburg Radio. Thanks for listening. Visit uxhh-radio.blogspot.de for more live recordings.